I'm Sharon Squassoni with the Proliferation Prevention Program at the Center for Strategic and International Studies. And I am pleased to have with me today Yelena Sokova, who's the Deputy Director at the Center for Nonproliferation Studies at the Middlebury Institute in Monterey. Welcome, Yelena. How are you? Thank you, Sharon. Thank you for having me. We are here to talk today about transparency and nuclear weapons. These are topics that most people may think don't go together after all. Aren't we supposed to keep information about nuclear weapons secret? But many of our listeners may be unaware that the United States, and to a certain extent Britain, France, and Russia, have shared significant information about their nuclear weapons over time for a variety of reasons. So, Yelena, can you talk a little bit about why they have done this and what the benefits of doing so have been? Uh, you're right that sometimes people think that giving away information about the nuclear weapons could jeopardize the security. But there are different types of information that go along with the nuclear weapons. Some of them relate to the size of the arsenals, the amount of warheads or delivery vehicles, and some information about the nuclear weapons could relate to the way they are secured. Obviously, maybe the security measures, specific arrangements are not something that the governments would not like the public to discuss or the adversaries to know. But the basic facts about the size of the arsenals of the governments in different countries is, is the information that has been shared. Uh, the United States has been one of the countries that is the most transparent in this area and shared not only the overall size but the categories of the nuclear weapons it has. If we speak about the bilateral U.S. and Russian exchanges of the information, we can uh, certainly point out to the arrangements under the various strategic arms agreements between the two countries, where they shared the sizes of their arsenals, but even more detailed information about the types of weapons, they, where they are located, and the even specific procedures for accounting for them and other pertinent information. The exchange of such information between the countries has been beneficial for building the trust and understanding each other's arsenals and capabilities. It grew out of the Cold War conflict between the two countries, uh, where they basically were engaged in unlimited arms race and building up their arsenals. And one of the reasons for that was complete unawareness of the exact capabilities and arsenals of each other. So our listeners may, just to provide some context, our listeners may not know that at the height of the Cold War, both the US and Russia had well over 30,000 nuclear weapons, most of which were larger than the bombs used in Hiroshima and Nagasaki, as a matter of fact, much larger. So the ability to, to destroy the planet was accumulated in a kind of vacuum about how many weapons each side had. And so we're not at that high level anymore. We still have many, many nuclear weapons. But particularly when there are tensions between the two countries, this is, I would suggest, one area where we would like to have a little more 
stability and trust so that we don't engage in such a costly arms race. I fully agree with you. And that is something that is of high concern in South Asia, India and Pakistan, uh, who are building their nuclear arsenals, have been reluctant about or opaque about the size of their arsenals. And that fuels each other's buildup of the nuclear arms. So the UK and France also shared some information, not as much, but kind of rough figures of maximum number of weapons in their stockpiles at the end of the Cold War. China has not. What can we expect from China moving forward? Do we have any hope of them sharing more information? Not, not, we can't expect they'll tell us where their submarines are, but clearly it would be useful to know whether their arsenal is 200 or 400 or 600, especially as we move down. I suspect that probably not in the very near future they will be able to share this information. One of the reasons why they keep that information opaque is because of the, their perceived disadvantage vis-a-vis the United States, particularly. So in March, many countries will meet, I think, in New York to discuss a nuclear weapons ban, which I don't think any representatives of the nuclear (laughs) weapons states will attend. And in May, parties to the Nonproliferation Treaty will meet to do their annual, almost annual review. Given that we don't have any legally binding arms control agreements in the works, do you think these efforts at transparency, at sharing information, at potentially using that shared information to build trust, do you think that there is a role for this? And if so, how can we promote that? I I certainly think there is a role for sharing more information by the countries with nuclear weapons, both within the NPT review process, and in fact, some of the more recent reports on the, well, they were different in terms of the details, but in 2015, all five nuclear weapon states reported to the NPT review conference about the size of their arsenals. Some were providing specific Figures. Some were saying it's no more than X amount of uh, warheads or commensurate with the needs, as China would suggest. But overall, there has been a call within the NPT review process for nuclear weapon states to be more transparent and provide information both about their nuclear weapons and also about the size of their fissile material stocks or materials for nuclear warheads. And there's certainly a room for that to continue. And actually, non-nuclear weapon states should demand that nuclear weapon states are much more transparent in this area than they have previously been. I also think that there are a number of regional groups or political groupings within the NPT that could take this initiative and promote it further. Like, for example, in the last, in the previous NPT review cycle, the Nonproliferation and Disarmament Initiative, NPDI, was 
behind call for nuclear weapon states not only to report on their arsenals, uh, warheads and fissile materials, but also prepared a very detailed uh, form that they should use and list both the weapons, the delivery systems, fissile materials, and also their approach in terms of doctrines, the reviews of their postures, and other and disarmament initiatives. I think if something of this kind could be agreed upon and become a routine reporting, it would help future disarmament efforts. Are there any risks associated with releasing this data? Um, I don't think there are risks releasing aggregate numbers and releasing information about the basic policy issues. There might be a risk of really releasing information that could say we have X number at this location or how these weapons are secured or moved around. But overall, I don't think there is a risk of releasing this information. In fact, it would probably be something that could enhance the stability and allay some of the concerns of countries that are that see each other as adversaries and basically make assumptions about where they go with their nuclear weapons development based on very inaccurate or sometimes misleading information about the size of the other country's arsenals. And I just also want to note that in addition to the NPT process, um, we need to include countries that are outside of the NPT into the reporting transparency efforts. Like India, Pakistan, Israel, and North Korea. Yes. That would be particularly important to know. Obviously, some of these countries would think that releasing it for information would somehow jeopardize their security. Well, North Korea sometimes makes declarations. The only problem is they're not verifiable. So eventually we need to move down that track, not just of making statements, but also being able to confirm them or monitor them. Well, I I hear what you're saying is that sometimes some countries may want to actually report more than they have. Mm -hmm. uh, But I would say there are means of verifying their information and uh, that we may not have an official verification or inspection regimes. But with the current development of a technology for verification that is in open domain, including the ability to obtain satellite imagery, review various data, and do very thorough big data analysis and uh, fusion of all these type of information, we can get a pretty good assessment of the arsenals. And the work of the civil society in this area is very important. We can may not be exact with a one or two weapons, or but we can get pretty close assessment and accurate assessment. So in this regard, it would be good for countries to provide this information and actually establish some kind of a baseline for future arms control or disarmament efforts. Great. Thank you so much, Elena. It's been wonderful talking to you. My pleasure. Thank you for having me.